0: Nathaniel. So in this episode, we are looking at a verse, or really a question that's posed in a verse that really stuck out to me. I've been reading Acts uh, chapter 11, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 18 here in a moment. But before we read the scripture, uh, I want to give a little bit of context So we're about to read something similar to what we see happen in politics and the ever polarizing landscape of the Western world today. Uh, We're about to read about a division between the circumcision party of disciples and early Christians and Peter and the uncircumcised party or the Gentile group. Uh, When the church first became a community of faith after Jesus' ascension at Pentecost, there was some division that quickly ensued as to what laws Christians were to observe, and what was the different processes uh, for this and uh, for this and that, and who was allowed in. Essentially, one of these issues is that of circumcision, and about what was clean to eat. If we go all the way back to the first testament laws, we learn what is clean to eat. Um, uh, Uh, So, things like pork and alligator, for instance, are not on the eating list if you are Jewish. So, likewise, for the disciples who were all Jewish Christians, meaning they were born Jewish and became Christian when they followed Jesus, they still observed the laws of the First Testament. For the Gentiles, those who became Christian but were not born Jewish, one of the issues was that they were not Jewish and did not observe the same laws. Uh, In this reading, Peter does as Jesus did and eats with everyone and finds himself in some controversy, just like Jesus did. Um, Because essentially the Jewish Christians believed that you needed to follow all the Jewish laws to be Christian, Uh, so let us open our ears and our spirits to understand what is speaking through this text. So Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision something like a great sheep, descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air, and I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment three men arrived at the house in which we were, We were sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angels stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa, and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, and you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning, and I remembered the word of the Lord, how He said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as He gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Who is I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. So my family and I recently took a short trip, uh, one of those quick and escape type vacations where you just need to go and be in a different place, doing a different thing and seeing different people, you know? just do something exciting. Um, But whenever we go somewhere uh, on a drive of more than 10 minutes or so, my wife and I tend to venture into weighty topics, or just the general kind of pondering and contemplation type conversations um, that I share with you all here. Um, And on this particular trip, we found ourselves talking about people we know either through Relation, a friend or acquaintance that exhibited a particular attitude, and the either deepening of that attitude or the changing from it over time. That attitude is that of being better than another person or group of people, and the way one treats others when they hold that type of position. I'm sure you can all think of someone uh, in some way, shape, or form of the following. Uh, which is they tend to be kind of haughty they tend to constantly be in some form of legalistic judgment of others, whether in gossip or to the person's face. Uh, They tend to be dismissive or not hold a person or people's opinion in any kind of regard. Uh, If you have watched Saturday Night Live either uh, in the late 80s or have watched it online from that time frame, you might be familiar with Dana Carvey's church lady skit. Uh, This character, for many today, even 30 some years later, is an image that is held of many Christians and church-going peoples. This character tended to always be engaged in some form of gossip, some form of judgmental or uh, condescending commentary on others' actions, and anger at times if someone referred to the church lady's own faults. This attitude is what I imagine was that of some of the people in the scripture in Acts. Uh, For those Jewish-born Christians, this was all new, but because Jesus was clear he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, that meant that of the 613 commandments in the First Testament, many were still to be observed. Paul, who also was a Jewish Christian, uh, who wrote a various parts of the second testament lays out a lot of points for christians on the laws Uh, basically throughout the book of romans paul addresses this issue Uh, in all actuality the argument goes through several other parts of the second testament and then well into the fourth century um, arguments around this still continue Um, but we're not here this morning um, when i'm recording this or even this time in 2022, uh, to examine whether circumcision is a requirement for us who are Gentiles. Um, What I think is very important we all have a clear grasp of, though, is where we stand in relation to where God is. So what do I mean? I, I do not mean our juxtaposition in salvation or in sinful nature or anything like that. Where are you standing in relation to the gospel message? The living word of God. Uh, It is a word of love. Even the laws from centuries bygone of the Old Testament are are, are built out of love. You know, take uh, the Sunday Sabbath, for instance. It was not made for God's self. God created Sabbath, and the laws around Sabbaths, for humankind to make sure we rest and take care of ourselves and creation. So, where do you stand in relation to God? Now, I don't assume everyone listening here is Christian, and if you are, I assume that means you have chosen to follow God. If you have not, uh, or if you are not a Christian, I assume that you have chosen to understand or try to understand who God is, or what this Christian thing is about more, and that's why you're listening. Whatever it is that you are, are you attempting in some manner to stand in the way of the gospel message? The gospel message is the triune God working in love through Christ to reach the whole of creation. So in this reading in Acts, Um, The circumcision party, the legalistic party I would call it in some sense, um, the holier-than-thou party. Uh, This party was up in arms because they, the Jewish Christians, those that had followed Jesus, a first century Jewish man through his ministry death and ascension, a resurrection and ascension, felt that there was an issue with continuing to take the message of Jesus to the whole of creation. I mean, not to be super critical, but that is what it was, even though that is what was instructed in the Great Commission in Matthew and exhibited by Jesus in his ministry. Um, But Peter explains why he went to this place and what he had seen in a dream. Um, And God through the Spirit works in dreams a lot in the the world in general, still today, but also in the Bible. Uh, We see it happen quite often. Peter explains how he felt this call and direction from God. And Peter then explains how it was that the Spirit worked when he went where he was led and did as he was led to do. Those, uh, these words above all leave a searing commentary on the action of those who in judgment would not go and eat with the Gentiles. And it's the verse that, uh, that this episode is based on and it's verse 17 and it says if then God gave them the same gift that God gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ who was I that I could hinder God who was I that I could stand in the way of God who was I that I could stand in God's way dear children of God we live in a a divisive world We live in an ever-divisive country if you live here in the US, Um, but worldwide there is systematic oppression that happens for some and not others, privileged situations for some and not others, more socioeconomic advantage for some and not for others. We live in a world where we look at the world in lines, like grid paper, everywhere there are lines drawn. You know, look at a map of your city, your county, your town, your province, whatever it may be. Look at the political line. There are maps drawn with lines everywhere, but God is above all of, of this. God is beyond all this. We cannot draw a line with God. We are told in Matthew 28, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. When asked what the greatest commandment was, Jesus responded that it is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second greatest is to love your neighbor as yourself. There, are, there is nothing greater than these two commandments. My challenge for each and everyone that listens to this is to think about your movements in the world, in person or online. Who are you not taking that message of love to? Who are you not showing or taking that story of Jesus to? Who are you not talking to because they're in that other camp or in that other box or across that line? We all have someone that we pass by. We all have someone that we choose to avoid, you know, walk a little bit farther from, do not speak to, if we can help it, keep scrolling past their social media posts or their friend requests, and so many others just pushed to the periphery. I want you to think about who is it? You know, you do not live in a vacuum. There is someone either you know it or you are choosing not to pay attention to. I can tell you at least two that come to mind in my own life. That for a year or more now, I have been avoiding a conversation with each that I know I need to, but I don't want to have. That verse in, in Acts is a powerful reminder of who we are. We are created in love, we are loved, and we are charged to take that message and that love to the end of the earth. Who are any of us that we would think that we could stand in the way of that going to someone or some group? So I implore you, dear children of God, to take the command to love your neighbor as yourself seriously this week. Who do you need to speak to? And we're going to call it there for this episode. As always, there's so much more that I want to say about this section of scripture, this topic, but we're going to call it there. Um, I would love to hear from you what your thoughts are on this topic, on what I've shared. Do you think that there is something different, maybe, perhaps, to be brought from this scripture that you think I skipped over? Do you disagree with me? I want to know. You can reach out to me through email at ponderingtheologian at gmail.com. You can go over to Instagram at ponderingtheologian. You can go over to Twitter now at ponderingtheo um, because I couldn't fit theologian all in there. Um, Interact with me there. And if you go to the show notes, you can see we also have a website. So there's lots of ways to interact, get involved. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you'd love to hear about. As always, I hope you're doing well. Know that God loves you no matter what. There is nothing that you can do about that. And we'll see you in the next episode.